All right. So this is the episode five of my Hayward podcast. This is titled Parenting Then Versus Now. And with me, I have a good buddy of mine, Landon. How you doing, Landon? Hey, I'm doing okay. All right. I'm going to give you the opportunity to introduce yourself. Go ahead, brother. Uh, my name is Landon Williams. I use pronouns him and he, and I am a uh, father of a five-year-old, soon-to-be six-year-old daughter. Oh, man. I didn't know she she was getting that old already, buddy. <laughs> She's about to get a job, you know? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I have two girls as well. One is seven and one is four. Um, you know, and having having girls, that it is something different. It's not what I expected it to be. <laughs> um, so I wanted to, uh, you know, have this podcast, you know, to discuss parenting, because I know everybody had a different upbringing. And, you know, I wanted to, you know, at least talk about, it, you know, some things that our parents might have done that we wouldn't want to do to our kids, you know. So there's just two topics we're going to talk about today. Um, we're going to jump right into the first one, which is discipline. And I know there there has been a lot of children, you know, that has trauma because of the discipline that they've encountered as as kids, you know. You know, I'm not going to, you know, throw my parents out there on front street, you know, but I will say definitely discipline is one of those things that I choose to do differently when it comes to my kids, you know, because as as a child, you know, all I got was the whooping, you know, got the belt, you know, um, you know, we didn't have a lot of whole generation. Yeah, I, I don't know what that was about. I don't know if we were like the project kids for our parents, but, um, you know, I just want to tell me tell me your story, uh, you know, discipline and you know how you would do it differently now. Uh, well, I'll tell you that, uh, you know, uh, my dad, he was traveling all the time. Uh, so, you know, uh, growing up originally, like when I was uh, knee high to a grasshopper, as you'd say, uh, you know, anytime I did anything wrong, or I have a twin sister as well. And anytime she would do anything wrong, uh, I would get my butt cut. Um, and then I would have to wait for my dad to get home and hear about it. And then I would get my butt cut a second time, um, you know. But, uh, you know, I, I basically, as far as I can remember, when I was young, young, I get put in timeout for things. And then, you know, as I progressed in age, I would get licks with the belt. Uh, that, that, was, uh, that was that. Okay. Uh, one thing that I never had happen was like, I never got my mouth popped in public or anything like that. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I mean, I, the way I, I feel about, you know, p doing punishments is, you know, based off of age range as well. I mean, you know, when you're like two or three, you know, you know, kind of what you're doing, but you don't really know. Uh, so like spankings and stuff like that, I don't think is necessarily appropriate. Uh, you know, let's talk to our kids, you know, have them understand what we're saying and understand what they're feeling. Definitely. Because um, I'll say that's that's like one of the biggest things that I do now is um, have a conversation with my daughter, um, the oldest daughter, you know, even the youngest one and let them and I ask them, you know, do you understand why we're having this conversation? Um, sometimes they can say, yeah, and sometimes they can say no. 
and I, and that dif- that differs from when we were kids because definitely you know in the household that I was in hand one hand all you know no matter if you <laughs> didn't have anything to do about it um because even having conversations with my my older sister you know she would say that she would try to stop us from doing certain things when we were kids and um she would go tell my parents my parents would fuss at her and then when they caught us doing something they would whoop her too you know and i don't think that's appropriate anyway you know and then and having having daughters is is certain ways we got to go about discipline you know um because that that gives our daughters a lot of trauma growing up in their life you know so they sometimes may make reckless decisions and choices when they get older and you know we want to we want to steer them away from that you know we want to teach them instead of like always whooping them you know right i couldn't agree more uh we as fathers set the gold example for the men that uh that they're going to marry uh or have relationships with absolutely uh how how um men reflect to them and uh you know that that comes from how we treat them now uh up until we die i mean uh you know, I have no idea what I was going to say anymore. It's all good, but you know, I, I, that's basically where I was getting with that too. It's, it's definitely how they're going to see men, you know, cause if they grow up in a household where the, the dad is abusive to them and the mother, they're going to be like, you know, that's normal. That's okay. Which is not. You know, the, the father should always be teaching the daughter, you know, this is how, you know, your, I'm not going to say your man, you know, your partner should treat you, you know, because it, it, if they decide they don't want to be with a man, they want to be with somebody else, you know, they're always supposed to show them love and compassion and be able to talk to them. You know, even with my wife now, my, my wife knows that she does not like any type of yelling at, uh, at her or my, my oldest daughter or, or my youngest daughter, you know, so it's a lot of conversations and I'm, I wasn't used to those type of conversations, those hard conversations, you know, to explain why, you know, I might be angry or upset. And a lot of the time when uh, parents are disciplining their kids, it's some frustration that don't even have to do with the kids. You know, it could be right. a little thing. It's something little that the kid did and it just wants to send the parent to another space, you know, and, and as a parent now, we got to think of those things like is it really that bad or is it age appropriate for this child doing this thing you know of course kids are not going to listen you know all the time so you have to find out what's the 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 root cause of your frustration and handle that before you even go to trying to handle the the kid you know discipline the kid right now that's a good point that you bring up there because uh you know we get frustrated ourselves well, with things that are going on. Right. So are we taking our own frustrations out on our children or are we reacting to what the child is, you know, um, doing at the time, you know, and, and is it yeah. that uh, severe enough to be punished a certain kind of way, you know? Absolutely. I, I mean, I'm all, I'm all for the, uh, you know, hand on the butt thing, but it has to be, you know, excessive. Like this is, this is unacceptable and you know exactly what you're doing. You know, this is not something we've had a, a, a first, second, or even a third conversation about. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And I, and I find, like, w- w- with 
with kids, you don't know really what's going on in their mind because sometimes they don't want to open up to you unless you set that space so they know that they can open up to you. You know, your kid could be dealing with depression, um, their own trauma from um, things that they're paying attention to right then and there. Um, okay, could have ADHD, you know, so they're super hyper and they have like all that energy built up, you know, and they just want to have fun. And, and as a parent, you know, as a father, definitely don't take your outside frustrations out on your kids because they're just kids, you know? And that kind of brings us to our, our, our next topic, which is, you know, the conversations versus the yelling. You know, and I kind of threw this little PowerPoint together at the last minute, but um, as a parent that I realize now in 2021, there's a lot more conversations that we need to have with our kids. And the conversations, it, it'll come from, you know, the, the right and wrong things to do. Um, it'll come from, you know, anything, you know, anything that, you know, they do that can make you upset, you know, it's more of conversations versus yelling. Say they and don't clean their room, you know? I think what it is too, is just the fact that we're no longer going into, um, you know, I don't do this, so you can't do this either. And so now I'm going to punch you in the face. It's gone down to more, uh, we're empathic. So we're, instead of pushing them one direction, we're giving them guidance that we didn't have growing up. Right. Right. And that, and that's what makes a, a lot of us different, you know, because there, there might be people, you know, that will listen to this podcast that we're doing landing in they might not agree with it. They might agree with, you know, I don't have to explain myself to a kid. And that's, that's not the way that we should live our life because that's, that's a, a, a horrible, never-ending cycle. So the question is, when are we going to change? Right, when are we going to, right, got to break that, that horrible cycle, you know? And a lot of it comes with, you know, opening up to your kids, let your kids know, yeah, when I was your age, my dad would would have done this. And I'm not saying this to scare you. I'm letting you know that I don't want us to have that type of relationship. Right. Uh, something that I tell my daughter, you know, like when when she's got something going on, you know, and and it comes to a point where uh, I have to throw my black shirt with a skull on it and be the punisher. Uh, you know, I sit her down and I'm like, look, talk to me talk to me, tell me what's going on, you know, what, what are you doing? And then sometimes she'll open up and sometimes it takes her a couple minutes, you know, right. she needs to cuddle or, or whatever, you know, and I give her that time. And then, you know, we talk about it. And if it was severe enough, I, I tell her, look, you know, uh, you should be getting a butt whooping for this, but you know, we're, we're here to talk. Okay. I'm not, I'm not here to beat you. I'm not here to punish you for anything. I, you know, when you come to me and let me know that this is happening, it, I mean, you know, it makes it makes daddy feel better because it means that you can trust me to talk to me. Absolutely. You know? and, and I tell him that that doorway is always open. Always. You know, and that that that's one of the biggest things, you know, and I can applaud you on that. So I do the same thing with my with my my kids, you know, let them know that hey, I'm here for y'all. You know, I'm not I'm not here to to be a dictator, you know, you have to live your life but I want to set you up so you can be in a space to know that you can trust your, you can trust your daddy, you know, and you can, you can pick the type of person you want in your life and know that 
if you have somebody that's going to open up to you, you can trust them. Right. You can open and, up you to know, them. That goes back to the gold standard, too. We're supposed to be the only man that will never let them down in the entire life. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, and I see now, like, with the, the generation of the people that surround us, you know, in our age group, uh, a lot of people never had that. Their fathers were abusive or weren't there, you know, and so it was a lot left on um, a lot of their mothers, you know. So having actual dads that care, that's like one of the best things that we can do for our kids, you know. Um, agree. And I, I stay very adamant about that, you yeah. know, with, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm divorced and, you know, I don't live with my daughter full time, you know, and uh, especially working out of town, you know, I, I can't, can't be there, but we try and video chat and things like that. But, right. you know, uh, one thing that I can't stand is an absent father, uh, right. somebody who never wants to do anything for their children or, uh, you know, or whatever, you know, or mother, uh, but nobody that wants to be there. Uh, you help to create this essence of life, you know, this right. most precious gift that anybody could give. And uh, you're squandering that on being immature and, you know, whatever. You know, it's one of those things I just can't, uh, I can never come to terms with. Every time I hear about it, it just it makes me want to go find those people and, uh, you know, give them a run for the money. <laughs> you know, walk with my buddy Jesus, you know, as they say. <laughs> yeah I, I hear that you know and i can understand that because and you know one one thing that i really despise is you know those those parents that get divorced and you know the, they'll have the kids primarily living with the moms and the dads they'll come around whenever they feel like coming around and then they expect the kid to bow to their every whim you know um, right things don't work like that and one thing that you know one thing that I learned that uh, a lot of people may not understand is, you know, kids don't really owe us anything. They no. didn't ask to be here. They did you know, not. It is our responsibility to take care of our children because we we laid down to have them. It was absolutely that's, that's two people. 100%. You know, so um, and and you know, with having this conversation with them, you know, you we always can instill in them that, hey, this is how you should, you know, kind of give them the options, you know, this is how I think the, the the best way of life should be, you know, because a lot of kids, like our kids right now, they wouldn't understand this type of conversation, but when they get to our age, our age group, they would understand it, they will understand it, you know, right. and it will kind of help set them up for a better future, you know, because sure. maybe they're like, I don't want to have a kid when I'm 19 and when I'm 20, 21, you maybe I actually want to try to live my life, you know, but still in there, if they happen to have a kid at that age, you know, at least they can say, my dad listened, he understood, you know, and he didn't take his frustration out on me, you know, so that's where the, the yelling part comes into, you know, especially with having these little kids, little kids are so sensitive now and it's our responsibility to let them be sensitive you know and also teach them the way of the world right um because one one thing that we one thing that you know i don't know how, how your life was growing up um but when i was younger be a man toughen up 
You know, it didn't really give us a, a whole lot of breathing room. To I'll give you something to cry about. Right. You, you know, know, you better dry that up. Right. Yeah. You know, that's toxic. And we, we shouldn't be teaching our kids, you know, toxic ways from the past. Right. You know, and that, that's one thing for sure that I know that I, I am definitely not trying to bring to my children at all is toxic ways. So even my, my family now, you know, they might not see my kids for a long time. And it's because you're toxic and I don't want you around them. Right. You know, the kids won't understand. The kids are always asking, hey, can we go to, you know, auntie, grandma, granddad, da, 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 da. You know, but if you if you know that you have a toxic person, why bring them around your children? I grew up around right. toxic people. Um, you know, I had a great grandmother, super toxic, but still we were around this toxic person. You know, and it was it's so bad, even at her funeral, people were talking about about this amazing person that she was and i'm sitting there with a straight face like to who i've never seen this person right. before you know and i i, I know for sure when yeah when it's I, uh that's one of those things man you know yeah. uh i mean family i believe is everything and i i fully support you know a big family system mm -hmm. but uh you know when when it comes down to uh, how you talk to me, how you talk to my side of my family and how you talk to, uh, everybody else in the family. If, if it's, if it's as toxic as you were saying it, well, you know, you know what I'm saying? If it's toxic like that, I don't want to bring my kids around that either. I don't want to be around it. Absolutely. And, uh, I've dealt with extreme toxicity from not, maybe not family per se, but, mm -hmm. uh, people I would have considered family. And uh, even friends. And I'm just like, you know what? It came down to a point where I couldn't be the nice guy anymore and, and just let it happen. And I was like, hey, uh, I'm exiting stage left and uh, have a great life. Right. Yeah. You know, and because I, I know for sure people love to say they have these big, happy families, but they sit and deal with all the toxic ways that the family has. True. I know that happens. So. You know what what I what I wanted to do and I, I'm doing now is I'm building the the family around me that is actually going to be there. You know, I have my my wife's family, I have my brother and sister, you know, and their children. And these are the people that I'm building a better bond with. Right. So we can have the family that we always dreamed of. It's a I believe the terminology is called food for the soul. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know and that's what I, that's what i love right there you know being able to to build and and parent better because you know all of us parent differently with our kids you know but when we learn something we can tell the next person you know we can teach our our, our person that's next to us to let them know this is what i learned this this is kind of what helped build a better bond with my kids you know, my That's sister true. has my sister has three girls of her own, you know, so there's things that she knows about girls that I don't know about girls. And she will have that conversation with me. So when it's time, I can have that conversation with my kids. Yeah, see, I like that. You know, uh, uh, one thing that I can say, too, about being a, uh, a, a divorced parent is that uh, co-parenting is such a, a major thing to have, uh, you know. 
I can't say that, uh, you know, I haven't always had a decent co-parenting arrangement with my ex-wife. But as of late, uh, the last couple years, you know, uh, has started to really blossom into this great uh, ecosystem of co-parenting, you know, and uh, there's no, you know, um, oh, it's going to be my way or the highway. It's, hey, uh, this is what's happening. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? You know, are you okay? And, you know, oh, I'm okay, you know. Uh, have, yep. have talks and stuff and really sit down and be like, hey, look, you know, it's not about us. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about, you know, our little girl. That's right. And, uh, you know, I want you to be happy. And in exchange, that helps our daughter to be happy. Absolutely. You know, so, but that's, I, I think it's a very important thing. Uh, something else that I could say too to uh, help get to know children more, and this is not advertising or anything, but uh, Gary Chapman wrote a book called The Five Love Languages. Yeah. And there's one that is dedicated for uh, finding out your child's love language, and it'll help you learn how to love your kids better. That's that's so funny that you brought that up. I actually read that book. Um, before we uh before we got married, me and my my current wife now, um, we were doing this marriage study, and that was one of the books that my wife wanted me to read. Um, so it helped to open up a love language, which my one one of my kids' love language is uh you know physical touch, you know, so all the hugs to let you know that daddy's here for you, daddy loves you, you know, right? Um, that that helps her to get through her her day you know, to get through her morning because she struggles with getting up in the morning like all kids, you know, but that that helps. Absolutely. Co-parenting is a big plus when it comes to um, parents that aren't together anymore. Um, with my eldest daughter's mom, things have gotten way better with co-parenting. We can work as a unit um, with her, my wife and myself. Um, I can't say it's the same thing for my youngest daughter's mom, but I'm still going to be the bigger person so we can get there, you know, but co-parenting is definitely one of those things that if you're not with your child's other parent, you should do that because it's, it's literally not about your emotions. Your emotions is what's breaking this, um, breaking the family unit that you guys could have, you know, the better relationship right. you guys can have, um, you know, so it's just, it's, it's, it's okay to disagree. It's absolutely okay to disagree. But you got to remember, it's not about you. Right. You know, sometimes you got to suck it up and just be like, okay, how are we going to work through this together? Right. You know, but definitely with parenting, then our parents did not try to find our love language. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, you know, that's one of those things that, uh, you know, uh, things in psychology and technology in general uh, they they didn't have that kind of uh, you know um, stuff around, right? Um, and another thing too is is I believe that there wasn't a whole lot of hey let's read parenting books and let's do this. It's like hey uh, I got this kid and I love this kid and uh, I I don't want it to do the same stupid things that I did when I was a kid. Uh, so I'm going to change it up a little bit, but uh, I still got to be the the uh, the hardcore parent, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh, let's get it done uh, today. And, and, you know, another thing I thought about just now is that it's it's different from uh, parenting 
in the north and the south, uh, parenting styles are a little different. Mm-hmm. You know, us down home, we're we're kind of used to that stuff. Uh, up north, or whatever, they they uh, they all they all like to yell at each other. Uh, <laughs> in my family, anyway, that's how it worked out. You know, I'll I'll say it is different. Um, I have a I have a good friend, and he's from the north. His parents are from New York. Um, you know, and then when we were in high school to see the kind of relationship they had with each other, you know, he had the opportunity to open up and, but, but his parents know, you know, certain things did not make sense, you know, um, he can, he could have that opportunity to speak freely and, uh, down here in the South with kids speaking freely to their kids back then, they considered that disrespect, right? It's not disrespect, you know, and how are you expecting us to open up to you if you're not giving us the opportunity to open up to you? Yes. Oh, that's true. So that's that. And and that all comes with this conversations and everything, you know, not yelling at your kids, you know, not, not cussing at your kids all the time. You know, I can't say I'm a perfect person. I know I've cussed before, but um, I'm every day is a, a day to do better by your kids that's right you got to be the light in their life that's right you know and it's all gonna it's all gonna work together for the good of your child having a happy life you know being being excited about being able to see their their mommy daddy you know brothers and sisters whoever you know to to know that they have the opportunity to open up and be themselves because the uh i, I know i was speaking to my aunt yesterday and my aunt was like, yeah, I felt bad for y'all growing up, you know, because y'all weren't able to speak. You know, y'all only can talk whenever your dad say to say hi to somebody, you know, and to see, to hear that and see how my daughter is now, my daughter is super bubbly and, you know, she'll speak to anybody, you know, daddy, of course, got to be like, hey, you don't talk to strangers, but at the same time, she's yeah. real bubbly and happy. And I love that about my kid. I would not change that about her for anything. Um, I second. Yeah. You know, so definitely uh i'm gonna keep saying you know learn your kids love languages i'm glad you brought that up because um that's gonna help that's gonna help you be a bad parent you know even be a better person here help you be a better partner if you uh get in another relationship um you know so at that that stems to so many things it does that seed that seed will branch to so many different things in your life and it'll help you become a better person you know but you know, I, I can say I can I I commend anybody that stayed in there and, and was doing what's right by their kids. You know, our mutual friend Brandon, you know, that that baby that they've been wanting for so long and they got that baby. Those two are some good parents right there. Uh, I'd have to agree. So, I, I love both of them to death. That's right. You know, even um my, my I have a buddy named Sam that's up there, you know, he waited so long to have his kid. He finally got his kid, you know, he had he adopted another kid you know, from his wife and, you know, he's being a good father to those, those children, you know, right. My sister is a great mom to her kids, you know? So I, I, I love commending people who went for the type of parents that they are. The ones right. that's actually giving their kids the opportunity to be kids and to speak their mind. I, it might be hard sometimes, you know, but the one thing we always got to remember every day we wake up with those kids is a day we're winning. That's right. You know, that's, that's right. uh, I mean, 
I don't, I don't get to see my daughter as often as I want to, especially, you know, being on the road traveling. Um, but, you know, we call it, we call each other and stuff. It's one of the uh, best feelings in the world. And I, I, I finally have the energy to go back to work tomorrow. You know, that's right. No. And that's beautiful. That's showing the, that's showing the type of parent that you want to be, you know, you're working so you can provide, you know, for your kid. And she knows that daddy loves her. And that's one of the we, best things. She I does. You know, that's one of those uh, greatest feelings on earth, you know? Absolutely. I can tell you when my, when my kid was younger, um, she was probably about two or three and I would go to pick her up from her mom's house. Every time I would step out the car and she'd see me big smile daddy, and run to me and jump in my arms. It's like one of the best feelings that you ever have. I'd have to, uh, I'd have to very much agree with that, sir. <laughs> very much so. So, you know, to anybody that is listening to this, the, the question that, you know, I have is how are you going to be different than the people that were before you? You know, are you going to fall victim to the same cycle or are you going to step out and do something different? You know, and I'll leave that up to you to answer. Uh, Landon, I appreciate you for joining me today. You know, I have this conversation. I know you wanted to jump on one for a while now, and I'm glad I was able to finally get you on. Hey, bro, like I told you, you know, I'm not used to uh, having interviews with famous people, and I'm glad to be here today. And uh, <laughs> no matter what the conversation is, you know, uh, we, we always have a great time. We do always, you know, and I appreciate you. And thanks everybody again for listening. And I will see y'all in season two of the Hayward podcast.